the college football experience, Navy midshipman, 2022 season preview episode on the sports gambling podcast network presented by win bet bet $50 at win bet and get $200 in free bets, bet big win bigger with win bet head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet. That's W Y N N B E T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IP vanish. Yes. IP vanish is the official VPN of SGP and they're offering 70% off. If you go to IP vanish.com slash SGP, that's IP vanish.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by SGP at discord. Yes. Make sure to check out our new discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat out bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. Hey, what's up? You degenerate gamblers. This is bill Burr and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Woo! Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience, Navy Midshipman 2022 season preview. You sank my battleship, Patty C. Hello. All right. I uh, look. Well, I guess I got to introduce myself. If you're wondering who the hell you're listening to, my name is Colby Swinging Database Dad, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. <laughs> oh! You know I love triple option football. You know I love the service academies. They're a must-watch football for me each and every week. They're but this goes back to the origin of football. To me, just they're just what we should have more triple option teams. I'm gonna get into it, but I'm joined by my co-host. Give it up for former. Former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, we love Navy, yeah, we love Navy, we love triple option football. Yes, Patty C, we say it every year. Between Army, between Navy, between Air Force, they've had a lot of great seasons lately. Uh, why don't uh, every team that sucks like they're okay? We're talking about these two super conferences happening in college football, which we are very anti, but it seems to be uh, moving forward. Yeah, it's happening, whether we like it or not. So, if there's potential that, like they say, TV execs are calling all the shots right now, and if there's potential that Vanderbilt or Maryland or Rutgers will be getting kicked out eventually down the line in these power conferences, I perhaps have an idea for how they can stay in the conference. Is that right? Huh. What do you got for us? Run the option, run a style of football yes. that is proven to when has this proven to be wrong, yeah, perform well above your talent wait, level. So wait, let me get this straight. Paul Johnson. The last two times it was made, it was ran at uh, power five institutions, Paul Johnson, two orange bowls. Mm-hmm. Two Orange Bowls at Georgia Tech, some of the best years they've ever had in the last thirty years, yep. certainly. Then Nebraska, huh? Mm. 
three national championships. They won in national four years. championship even their final years doing it. They were winning 10, 11 games a year mm. and going to the Big 12 championship. It almost makes you question why the entirety of college football has abandoned it, with the exception of the service academy. Yes, Army, Navy. But well, here's what's even crazier, Patty C. We see it every year. Hmm. Army's had double digit win seasons recently. Air Force had a double digit win season last year. And although Navy's had their struggles the past two years, you just have one to one of go, those was COVID. So within yes, the past they, two full they seasons, tackle. they weren't allowed to tackle that year Yeah, in the practice. Oh, it showed yeah. up so bad in the COVID year. Um, uh, you go back to 2019, they went 11 and two won the Liberty bowl. Yeah. All right. So I don't even know. I mean, I don't know. It's just, look, we, we are all, I mean, at least here we are familiar with the benefits of triple option football. And uh, what it's done, and, and especially in some big games. So Dude, uh, they, 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 uh, I mean, Navy has scored wins. Um, uh, I mean, they beat Kansas State. They beat UCF last year. Yeah. They beat UCF last year, a team that's been really good. They just got a Big Twelve invite. Um, even last year, in their str- in, in a year they were struggling, they almost beat Cincinnati. They only lost by seven to Cincinnati. Yeah. They were knocking on the doorstep of tying that game up. Um, UCF, who beat Boise, who throttled Memphis, who uh, barely lost to Louisville, right? Yeah, they 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 beat that UCF team. Who uh, we know UCF is good. I mean. Like I said, uh, you, they beat, beat ECU. They beat Houston a couple of years ago, fifty six forty one. Kansas State twenty to seventeen. UCF beat Florida in the bowl game, and Navy beat UCF yes. last year. But I'm saying no. But Navy also, like I said, they beat they beat Kansas State recently. Yeah. Um, they have scored wins against Notre Dame recently. You were talking the other schools. I mean, uh, it, Army took Michigan and Oklahoma to overtime. And probably should have won both if they could make a field goal. Yeah. The, um, the nature of this style of football is to negate the advantages that these powerhouse schools have, right? Yeah. You can't just outrun a navy. You can't. You, you don't. You can't play sideline to sideline. You have to play discipline, na- gap control football. Navy beat Virginia forty-nine to seven in the Military Bowl. Even with Bronco Mendenhall, they were handing out Look, L's. You take your four point two forty-yard dashes, right? And you shove them because you still have to uh, play disciplined football. And few teams and you know institutions are more disciplined than the service academies, Navy included. 2016, they beat Notre Dame. They also won at SMU. They dropped 75 points on SMU. Yeah, they go down to Texas, these service academies, and slap them around pretty consistently. Uh, I think it's the Texas schools throwing the ball around since they were kids, not ready to have it run down their throat. Wait, military bowl in uh, 2015, they beat Pitt by 16. Pitt Panthers. Maybe I mean, football's been doing it. That's what I'm saying, man. Like these, these, they have proven. You saw it with Air Force. Air Force done the same thing. They, I think they what? They lost by one at. They went for two. I think it was in Norman. Um, that said, a couple tough tough years. Three of the last four years been losing seasons for the midshipmen. They got to get it back being on track. One of those. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I would say, I mean, look, 2019 they won 11 games. They won 11 and two. They got to get back on track. Can they get back on track? Is the question. What do you make of Kenny Montalolo, Patty? See, this is a guy that goes back to the Hawaii days. Played quarterback at Hawaii under Paul Johnson and Kenny Montalolo. 
Well, I think Neil Montalolo is a great, uh, great coach. I mean, he was going to get hired by Arizona before what? before Khalil Tate was a <laughs> yeah. was an asshole and just tweeted out saying I didn't come here to run the triple option. Where are you at right now, Khalil Tate? Yeah. How'd that work out for you? Maybe the triple option yeah. would have gotten you a running back spot in the NFL, like it has for Keenan Reynolds and uh, Malcolm Perry. Yeah, who were both drafted as running backs in the NFL, despite playing quarterback in the triple option system. Yeah. Oh, you're a fucking it, idiot. It's so ridiculous that Arizona listened to him. Oh, we have yeah. a Heisman can. He was not a fucking Heisman can. I'm yeah. sorry. He was sorry. a product of Rich Rodriguez's system. Couldn't even beat fucking Hawaii. No hate right? to yeah. Khalil Tate, but we're throwing some shade at you. Well, right no, now. I mean that's ridiculous that the university would listen to that. It's more well, Arizona. It's a guy it, that's only going to be there another year, and you're going to value that over a guy that's going to build up your program. I mean, how, how, what? By the way, Arizona won what last year? One game. Yeah. Neil Matalolo's had 17 winning seasons in yeah. or 16 and yeah. in, in 19 years, <laughs> whatever. I think what? no, 14 years. He's been there 14, 14 years. Wait, he's had, tw- he's had 11 and 14 years. Oh, I got the stats wrong. Sorry. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's a fantastic coach. And uh, I, I do think moving forward when you got these power conferences and you know, your deck is jaded against you. If you're Vanderbilt or, or Mississippi States or, or Rutgers or something, triple option. It, it's all there for you. I don't even understand. Honestly, I don't understand a lot of those universities. Like we've seen UMass has struggled ever since they jumped to the FBS. It's right there for you. A key to get to a bowl game almost every year. It's right. I mean, fucking there yeah. for you. And what, what is it, the, uh, the lineage been of these? Like, I feel like Paul Johnson was he, uh, uh what's his name? Uh, Munkin. Was with Johnson. Monkey was yeah. a disciple of Johnson. He's gone on to great success. Niamatolo Lolo was yes. a uh, disciple and, of Johnson. And Calhoun comes from Fisher to Barry, who ran it. Right. But you just go and get their assistant coach, and then you win ten games. What are you doing? If you're New Mexico State or just New Mexico, any like, there's so many universities we could rattle off. Yeah. Hey, guess what? New Mexico, you're not getting uh, Spencer Tough. Rattler, yeah. right? He's right next door to you. He's in the one state over. He never thought about New Mexico for a second. Guess what you should do? Run the triple option. All these schools. Uh, I honestly, I, I'm shocked. There's only three out of 131. In my opinion, if you, t- if you t- like, what should that number be realistically? If you're really trying to win, I think it should probably be about 40 teams should be yeah. running it. Now, so let me ask you this, the zigzag factor. Do you think that like, obviously part of the reason for the success of the triple option is that teams aren't preparing it for, for it on a week to week basis that obviously plays heavily in their favor. But do you also think that just, it's just a superior offensive system and, and team uh, Wait, what's for why ball they, control system? And yeah, I mean, I think it's the smartest advantage you've seen at Navy almost beat Ohio state when you're in Columbus. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Um, it negates, they have to play perfect football. So you, when you're playing a five-star team or whatever, yeah. all this, you know, the, these sec teams or these big 10 teams that are, have been cheating for a long time and paying their players. Um, you need to have to negate that. And by that is running the clock, 10 minute drives. How many times I want to say we watched an army Navy game or was it air force game last year where they actually went the whole, the whole quarter. Yeah. There was one of those. games. Yeah. One of those games last year. I remember the one drive was the entire quarter. (laughs) Right. And I thought that's fantastic. I mean, it was amazing. 15 minutes. Well, if you're a coach, you're sitting there saying, how can I slow this game down? If I'm, if they're going to, if they're faster and bigger and stronger than me at every single position, how can I take advantage of this? Oh, there's a clock. Yeah. 
that is a strategy in its own self. Let me make them yes. p- play with perfect discipline, negate their speed sideline to sideline, and keep their talent off the field. They're on offense. Offense yeah. is attacking. You know, like yeah. by and definition. Yeah. Guess what? There are wrinkles within the triple option system that you can take advantage of and open it up to like make it a more less of like a straight triple option system and more of like a, a pro style system. Like Nebraska was running through the nineties. Like they would do power. Yeah. They would do triple option. They would mix them together. You know, and here's what I find fascinating. Everyone that we talked to uh, Mike Leach, friend of the program, we just had him on the show, but we've been friends with him for years. And I asked the air raid, uh, like what he invented the air raid offense that so many teams use now or include wrinkles of from Spencer, you know, I'm not Spencer rather from Lincoln Riley to cliff Kingsbury in the NFL. Even Andy Reed runs wrinkles of of uh, Mike Leach's air raid. And he goes, well, I designed it after the triple option. He goes, the triple option is an incredible offense. It is the the most underrated offense. And he's telling us this, well, we had bud Foster, legendary Virginia tech defensive coordinator on the show. And he said the team uh, that you, we asked him, what team did you hate? We gave him rich Rodriguez with the spread option. We gave Miami Miami with Andre Johnson and like all-star studs in a pro style offense. We gave him. I feel like uh, two. two I just others. said what? No, I asked him flat out. I thought what was? I gave him a couple examples. I was like, was it like what was your hardest team to prepare for? Was it Miami with Andre Johnson, Clinton Portis, Edron James? Yeah. Or was it uh, West Virginia Rich Rod? And he goes, Pat White, no. Steve Slayton. Yeah. He yeah. goes, no. Uh, uh, by far, the one that would give me the most trouble is Paul Johnson and Georgia Tech. Yeah. Right. They would run their uh, whatever drill it is they do to stop the triple option. All week in practice, trying to prep up for. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it wouldn't. But he was not the only coach that told us this. Another coach told us this as well. I want to. It might have been June Jones, perhaps. I think that what te- what is it hardest to prepare for each week? And then I had uh, for the USFL pod, we had Toby Johnson on, a defensive end from the University of Georgia, who's been in the NFL six seven years, uh, playing in the USFL this past year. Shout out to him. Um, but he said that I got. What do you what did you hate playing the most? And he said, dude triple option. When I was at Georgia, we playing Paul Johnson's teams. It was a pain in the ass and we lost our senior year. It's physical. Yeah. Yeah. It, it It's just, I don't understand why it's not more prevalent, but right. I, I know we're going down and Navy fans want to hear his preview, but we're, we're going to yeah. preview. Okay. Let me tell you something too, though. Uh, these pro leagues, I think NFL, I don't know if college implemented it too, but the, uh, the no below the waist blocks outside of the, uh, yeah, it's the tackle box. That's kind of like, what predicates the uh, triple option offense is being able to cut, cut the defenders uh, anywhere on the line of scrimmage. And it's like, if you take away two thirds of the field from them being able to uh, execute their blocking scheme, then that offense starts to become less impactful, obviously. And so uh, that's a mistake though. I mean, that's I, why th- college football yeah. is better than pro football. Uh, of course, of course. One of the biggest reasons why, and, and I would say go back to like 87, the, the Ron Meyer and the Indianapolis Colts ran little variations of it. And it was very successful. Dude, yeah. they're trying to make it seven on seven, whatever we like Navy football. Needless to say, we are aff- appreciative of triple option love, football. love what Kenny Amatolo is doing. So Patty C when breaking down this team, like we do with every team, um, Niamatolo is the OC, and he's traditionally been a pretty good OC, especially when his quarterbacks can rush for a decent chunk. Uh, the, the, it's funny; the quarterback is even more part of the offense, you could argue, than when you have an air raid quarterback, because it's more plug and play. Sure, uh, this is more about rhythm, about you know uh, 
just being able to run the ball successfully. No, you have yeah. twice the the responsibilities in in the air raid. You're kind of just reading the defense and finding the opening and throwing the ball. In the in the triple option, you have to be able to throw the ball, but you also have to be able to run the hell out of that option. Yeah, and and by the way, shout out. I should do this. Hang on. Shout out to the to the Navy midshipmen because. One of my locks last year, if you listen to our locks episode, was Navy over three and a half wins. And I got there with the win over Army. I got there. 13 weeks and four quarters later. The sweat was real. We were home. There was a game against East Carolina where I was completely split because ECU lined up to kick a 50 yard field goal to beat them with like three seconds left. I'm an ECU guy, if you didn't know. So I was like, wait, do I want my team to win or do I want to win my bet? Yeah, and then uh, we got it done. But last year, Patty, see, they had four losses by a score less. That so they weren't that far away from being an eight-win team when you think of it like that. Well, right? let me let me let me push back on you here because uh, they won three of their four. Three of their yeah, four by yeah. a score or less. Well, that's their style. That's by milking the clock. Sure, you're gonna play in close games that way. You would like to see them in more games where they're winning by a bunch of points and. Losing by a few points, but I think the situation here. I think first off, COVID hit the service academies harder than anyone uh, because they don't have super seniors. Yeah, they so all of college football has super seniors and, and Six, people's red shirt seven you know, seven years. Year. Yeah. You see, I mean, right now it's an unbelievable level. So of course you're seeing the service academies have a harder time adjusting that because it's four years and you're gone. There's yeah. no there's no red shirt and there's no transfers. You know what Do I mean? They like, get five maybe. I, I can't think if maybe if an injury red shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, you're into the military, homie. That's and the there's no transfer portal. You can't just say, "Oh, linebacker, linebacker's gone. Let me just go get one." No, they can't do that. Uh, so I think that has been a, an X factor, and we'll see how that pans out. You know, as as compared to in a couple of years. But you know, obviously, last year Niamatola's on offense. That, on that, let me stop you right there. That kind of makes service academy football my favorite in all of all of the land, because especially in this era of. Just everyone can go anywhere at any time, and they are. Yeah, it's not happening with. It's not happening academies. here, man. Uh, and I think it's a big year for Ty Lavatai. They're they're starting quarterback. He's a junior. He the past two years when they've had losing seasons, he wasn't able to rush for that magic not that number nine hundred. If you get over nine hundred yards rushing normally, at Navy as your quarterback, you're going to be a, a winning team. Well, let me tell you what uh, their previous two stud quarterbacks had done. Uh, Keenan Reynolds got over 900 yards rushing. He started as a freshman, only got to 649, but not uh, got over 900. And they struggled that year, I believe. Yeah. There you go. So. And then sophomore, junior, senior season, all over a thousand. Um, and really, just about a hundred yards per game in each of those. He played a different amount of games in those seasons. Um, very similar. Uh, was Malcolm Perry? You know, in terms of running, uh, Reynolds a little bit better of a passer than Perry. And the team was more successful during that tenure. Lavatai very far behind statistically in year one as a starter, but we have seen major jumps from both of those quarterbacks in year two. So should we expect that for this quarterback? And yes, will that impact the number of wins? Yes, I think, and I think it will. Uh, like I said last year, 117th in scoring offense, ninth rushing offense in the nation, 130th in pass offense, which is. Pretty normal there, but uh, this is the thing that they stands the out. Ninth rush offense. It's still 126 in total offense. So you normally <laughs> got to be able to pass the ball a little bit better. They couldn't pass it at all. Well, no, they they're going to be in the bottom three or four when you have an option or attack. But yeah. 
I also feel like if you're more dominant running the ball, if you're finishing in the top three or four, it's going to open up the pass better. And obviously you just got to develop you as a passer a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, these guys will be wide open because the defense is fearing the run so much. I absolutely agree with you, but 57 passing yards a game, not going to cut it, not going to cut it sometimes though. I mean, shit, Georgia Southern once again, Georgia Southern one. Uh, I can't believe they got rid of the triple option. What are they doing? They beat Florida in the swamp without throwing a pass in 2012 or 13 or something. Look at it. Look it up. Fucking fascinating. They didn't complete one pass all game. They beat and they, and a couple years later, they took Georgia to overtime and lost at Georgia. This is a smart offense. People need to do that more and more. Patty C. I mean, when that system is going, yes, it's, it's, it's tough to stop. Lavatai is back. They got three of five offensive linemen back, uh, which I like those two things right there. Only one wide out back in Mark Walker, the wide out, you know, doesn't really go out. I mean, you're, you're, you're a blocker. You're, you're going to be blocking most of the time, yeah. uh, breaking in some new backs. I'm not worried. I mean, I'm not worried about the offense. I am worried that it could be 126 again, but I think it's going to be a lot better. Yeah. I think the offensive line's in a better spot. The quarterback is in a better spot. Uh, Markel Hayward six in the nation in uh, kickoff return yard average, and and, and he's going to be a big part of this offense. I think much like with uh, Robinson with Army. You think he'll step up and be I that think he guy needs to be. in the backfield? I think he needs to. He's kind of yeah, like Tyrell a mix Robinson, uh, yeah. receiver uh, running back kind of threat there for them. They need that thirty-one yards per return, but not a ton of production on offense. You think he's going to step in and be that guy? Yeah. I think he's got to be. I think for this offense to be to take it to the next level, someone's got to be. Yeah, uh, defensively, uh, the DC is Brian Newberry. He's a fantastic defensive coordinator, in my opinion. 82nd in scoring defense, 32nd against the run, 51st against the pass, charting at the 34th best defense in America. Pass not bad, especially when dealing with an offense that yes. ain't, ain't getting it done. Yeah, on the field more because yeah. they're not getting first downs. Yeah. Uh, they run a three, four and they have two of three starters back on the defensive line. And they also, a couple of years ago, a guy transferred in to signed up for this, for the Naval Academy, not your typical transfer situation, but, uh, Creedon Folger from Utah. He was at Utah state before Yeah, uh, a couple of years ago. Like I said, they have no incoming transfers, no outgoing transfers for this year. So uh, that game refreshing. Hey, hey, yeah. loyalty is the name of the game in the Naval Academy. Thank God. That's the name of the game for our military. Yes. Kind of refreshing. Look at this guy, Brian Newberry, the defensive coordinator. Great. This great guy job. hasn't Clean eaten cut. an ounce of fat <laughs> in like five years. Clean cut. Uh, look, they got just two of four linebackers back, led by John Marshall. And John Marshall and the crew got to step it up because Diego Fago's gone and he that guy was a beast. Three time all conference he first was a team. Pleasure to watch, man. Pleasure to watch. A little legit yeah. beast. Legit yeah. beast in the middle. Uh they are also breaking in new corners, but both safeties are back led by uh Rayon uh, lane, who I think, I think could be the next big star on the defense kicker and punter. Lots of experience there in the secondary. Yeah. Kicker and punter are back best kicker. They've had at Navy maybe ever. Normally these academies have terrible kickers. Yeah. Um, who to thunk. They got a little rocket foot kicker over there. They got it going. They got it going. Uh, they, I mean, they, they got, I don't know. I think this offense is going to be get better. What do you make of all this, Patty C? I mean, the promise is there, but the thing that stands out to me is three. Uh, let me let, let me rattle off the last four years again: three and ten, 
No, there was that eleven and three performance. Eleven and two. Eleven and two, but yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh three and seven and four and eight. So they would have only hit the over in this situation one out of the last th- four years. True, but uh, I mean, I just think each and every year, I, I I don't know. I think this team is probably, with the exception of the eleven win team, I think it's the best roster they have since then. Well, the quarterback play is a huge thing. Well, it all depends on how this guy develops. His stats were pretty underwhelming for year one as a starter, but if Neil Matalolo can develop this guy, then of course the history suggests they're going to be a lot better. Yeah. Uh, well, look, we don't have transfer portal, which we normally talk about after uh, our next segment, but uh, we will talk re- recruiting rankings and go game by game on what Las Vegas expects from the midshipmen in 2022. And then w- w- what we expect here at the college football experience, remember to subscribe. We're on YouTube folks, subscribe over there on YouTube to the college football experience. Uh, also remember, uh, or any podcast platform for that matter, but uh, also remember to subscribe to the college basketball experience as well. Uh, but right now I got to get his paid and we'll, then we'll get back to talking midshipman football. Want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by win bet. Yes. Uh, win bet, bet $50 at win bet, get $200 in free bets, bet big, win bigger with win bet, head over to sports gambling slash win bet. That's sports gambling slash win bet. That's W Y N N B E T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IP vanish. IP vanish is the official VPN of SGPN and they're offering 70% off. If you go to ipvanish.com slash SGP, that's ipvanish.com slash S G P. We're also brought to you by SGPN Discord. Make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat out bets with the entire SGPN crew. Uh, so just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Yes. All right. We are back on the college football experience. Talking Navy midshipman football. And also, I, I alluded to this too. Subscribe to the college basketball experience. Navy, they keep a good basketball program right now. Ed DeSellis, DeSellis, I don't know. Uh, they've been doing it. I know they took your Wahoos. They upset your Wahoos in uh, getting it done in uh, Charlotte. Damn, uh, they beat. So the last two times they played Virginia, they won in football and basketball. Oh, Woo! you son of a gun! Do we do we not get revenge on them in football? I thought we might have played them again. Maybe I don't I'm think so. maybe I'm tripping there. I don't think so, buddy. You better well, start thinking we about did yours. Get shellacked in uh in football. There's no doubt about it. I, I look, we're gonna get back to going on this, but but the the the, the Ed DeSillis is doing a great job. When he first took over, three and twenty six, eight and twenty three, nine and twenty one, thirteen and nineteen, and then boom. Patty C in the last six years or se- yeah, seven years, nineteen and fourteen, sixteen and sixteen, twenty and twelve. Uh, then he had a little bit of a setback with a t- 12 and 19 and 14 and 16. But since then 15 and three, 21 and 11, a win at Virginia. What a job. Subscribe it's to the almost college basketball like he's experience. got, it's almost like it's 1986 and he's got the Admiral on his roster, the greatest basketball player in the 1980s and nineties. Fuck Michael Jordan. Fuck it, Let me just throw that out there. Roll your socks down, folks. <laughs> That's right. Roll your socks down. Uh, shout out to David Robinson, the Admiral. Um, I was disappointed when his son went to Notre Dame, though, not Navy. He should have. He should have played at, uh, played college football. At Corey Robinson had Navy written all over him. Yeah. Okay, Patty. See, so I transfer portal, Navy football, hmm, non-existent. We're done with that. Uh, that n- n- none going. None, yeah. none coming. That's like that's like when I go to apply for a job back when I was like t- like ten years ago. They'd be like, 
So this is this is your resume? Yeah, no. No, we don't want you. We're just going to stop it yeah, before you walk in the here. door. Go ahead and go. Uh, talk to me about recruiting. Recruiting, they're terrible. Um, <laughs> but uh, a couple of years in here where they were okay, not really. 106, 125, 126, 107, 148. So they're getting worse. Within the conference, they've been dead last all, each of the last five years. Granted, the Americans a good conference, so you should expect them to be that. Yeah, and if you're watching on YouTube, you see this sweet ass graphic here. Shout out to the SGPN graphics team. Like I said, subscribe to the College Football Experience on YouTube. Uh, if you're just listening to this, the same. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm terrible, sorry. terrible. Okay. Dead last, dead last, dead last every yeah. year. Okay, yeah. Um, if you're just listening to us though, subscribe to the college football experience and the, the win total that's up on the screen right now is four and a half wins Las mm. Vegas. And I'll tell you the juice on this minus one twenty five on the under plus one Oh five on the over. So Vegas essentially saying, Patty, see, this is a four and eight team. Ouch. Uh, we shall see. Let me ask you this, Kobe. When they were 11 and two with the, what was that? 2019. Uh, yes. Let me pull up that number yes. with the 119th uh, best composite four-year composite recruiting ranking and the number 12 in the conference r- ranking. Was that like a feather in your cap as far as saying the recruiting rankings were overrated? Of course. Yeah. Uh, or it might be another feather in your cap saying uh, triple option football should be played at a lot of these institutions overcomes recruiting rankings uh, severely. I mean, there's so many, I could, I could sit here and rattle like 30 universities that need to, that need to, well, do I just they need to call me like a 265 pound offense alignment who can run a four eight is not going to register on any NFL like roster. He needs to be 300, 295, three, 300, 310. And so, uh, He's going to be ranked as like a two star, right? But in that system, he will kick your ass, yeah. right? And that's yeah. what Navy's got going on for him. Well, uh, let's get into it. Let's hop into the schedule, Patty. See, blindly on four and a half. Is this the year Niamatolo hits the over or the under? Oh, has gosh. he ever had three losing seasons in a row? He has not. He has not. But things aren't really that easy this year in the old Navy schedule. Are they? I'll say this. And that's a little bit of an advantage army has and and shout out to Jeff Munkin. We love, we love the black Knights too, but they're independent air force and Navy by being in these conferences, they're playing with two teams that are going to be in the power five and will probably dominate the power five. One three Houston. Oh, Houston. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Uh, And also Patty C they also get to prep for them every, like when you're playing the same team every, every year, I think it is harder to beat the same team every year, especially when you're running a system. Yeah. Uh, So something to pay attention to there, but let's hop into it because another thing is in college football and I hopefully listen to the college football experience, other episodes, you know, I always make the case and I love college football. I don't like where it's headed, but I, I love it. And uh, I think a lot of the problems in college football are the rich get richer. And I'm not talking NIL or anything. I'm talking about the fact schedule wise. It makes no sense to me how your better schools don't get to schedule tough and your, your smaller schools are the ones actually going out there and getting the meat on the schedule. My perfect example would be not even smaller schools, just worse football performance wise. The University of Arizona. 
had a conference schedule off the top of my head right now. I believe uh, at San Diego state, a team that won 10 games, North Dakota state at home. Who's won, I think eight national championships in the past 10 years in the FCS. They're also six and zero against the FBS. The last six they played and uh, Mississippi state who was seven and five in the sec. That's a crazy out of conference schedule, right? Yeah, absolutely crazy. They won one game last year. Well, you could do the same for Colorado. You could do the same for a few of these other teams, right? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Look at Navy's at a conference schedule. It right comes now. down to this. It comes down to this. Okay. You got like in the American two or three teams that are like top 25, right? Yeah. And then a lot of these teams are scheduling four games in the non-conference that are top 25. It brings them up to six and like their other six are what middle of the pack. Right. Yeah. And then in the sec, you got like seven games in, of your eight that are top 25 and your four, nine conference games are actually absolutely trash. And so you're playing like seven or eight games that are top 25 versus like, you know, the four or five, but they look at the sec slate versus the, you know, Sunbelt American slate. And they say, you're way better. And it's like, it's actually not that different when you take into account the uh, the non-conference slate here. Well, I mean, look at Army's nine and four, right? For uh, last year, Army's nine and four. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame was what eleven and one last year in the regular season, right? Yeah. Um, and then they also get Air Force, who was ten and two in the regular season, and then they they went out and gave themselves Delaware. It was like an FCS blue blood. Yeah. The Blue Hens play good football. Two just two years ago, they were in the final four. Uh, almost went to the uh, FCS championship game. SMU eight and four. Oh, you can go on and on. ECU was was Houston seven and twelve five. and two. Or so no, ECU was seven, yeah seven and five. Could have been eight and eight and five had they you know they're playing tough COVID. teams. Tulsa was in the uh, conference AAC conference championship two years ago. No, it is a tough schedule, man, and they yeah. don't. They, they don't have any like true gimmies. I see one gimme on the schedule. I mean, Delaware, they should be favored on. And that's Temple, not a gimme should. by any means. It's not, like, but it should be. If they're FCS, it should be. Dude, they're 13 and 10 all the time against Delaware. All right. What did this, Delaware do last they, year? They struggled. They struggled. But the year before, five they were six, really good. Five and six last year, seven and one in the COVID year, uh, 2019. And, and I believe Nolan Henderson, their quarterback's coming back. He's good. He's yeah. good. I'm telling you, that team last year, Shit just happened, but they're they're better. This is a blue blood. I mean, yeah, do Delaware's I gotta mention a, the the amount of talent that Joe Flacco or Rich Gannon or a solid a, football yeah. team? All that to say that that's one of two. They also get a month to prep, Patty C. Look, we're, I don't want to be. I don't want this to be a puff piece on fucking uh, Navy football. Hey, you're all American sons of bitches. You don't need to smoke blowing up your ass. You got to win the games. You got to fucking win, right? <laughs> but. Uh, it's not that easy of a schedule. You got a couple games that you should win, particularly yeah. I say Delaware and Temple. Um, I but don't the even rest think of you them, can put Delaware there. I think te- I think Delaware would smack Temple. Let me ask you this: yeah. if you if you if you took uh, Tennessee, you would say they should smack fucking Delaware, Ten- right? Yeah, Tennessee should. Yeah. Okay, so if we're gonna we're not comparing them to the SEC, but if you took like the ACC, if you said. Virginia should beat Delaware. Yeah, but I think it's a game. Yeah, it's a game. Yeah, it's a game. I think it's a game. Um, and that's what I mean with this. I mean, they're ten. They played what ten, uh, seventeen times. De- Navy's won ten. Delaware's uh, won seven. So uh, this is a game. I, I, I look. I'm taking Navy to win this one. But it, I'll be honest. I'm excited to watch that game. 
I think it's a good football game. Sure, although that's not a, a great statement on the uh, state of Navy's program. An eleven and two FBS Navy program. I just think a triple option team against a FCS blue blood. It doesn't matter. It gets chippy sometimes. Yeah. It gets chippy. Uh, I got them one and zero. I do too. Okay, week two. If you go and listen to our Memphis preview, our Memphis Tigers preview, we Tigers here. Uh, I said Navy will beat Memphis on Saturday, September second in Annapolis. It does suck they get this game week two. You'd want to play some of these southern teams, uh, I think, in November, and you, sure. yeah, it was not possible on this schedule, so that kind of sucks for them. I don't know if it wasn't possible, but it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, it didn't happen. So, uh, Patty C, I got uh, Navy two and L. I had Navy one and one. Yeah, you did take Memphis on that show. Uh, they get a bye week before heading to Dowdy Fickle Stadium, Patty C. Crowbar that shit in there. There you go. You know, I'm an ECU guy. Pirates get the best of them, though, but it's a game. All right, give me ECU to get that dub, their first loss of the season. Let me let me let me say this. Mike Houston, a used a, to run the triple option at the Citadel. Is that right? Beat beat South Carolina. Well, that explains yeah. his like uh uh what's the word I'm looking for? I guess abilities in the trench, you know, on the offense and defensive side of the ball. But that said, I was concerned as to whether, you know, the triple options, a different level of trench work, but if he's, if he's used to it, you got to go ECU here. I'm going ECU. And then the fortunately back to back away. So you got, you got ECU two and one yeah, or one and two, I one say. and two. Uh, then they head to Colorado Springs Falcon stadium. I love this football game. This is a great game. Uh, Navy at Air Force. What are you doing here? I got, I got, I got the Falcons. Calhoun's got them rolling right now. I am curious. Uh, this series all time is uh, thirty-two and twenty-two in uh, Air Force's favor. So Navy, you better figure something out. Uh, winners of one of the last four. Boy, Nehemiah, let's get it going. I'm going uh, Calhoun again. Yeah. I'm on Calhoun too. I, I got him two and two there. And then the Tulsa Golden Hurricane come to town. And I think Philip Montgomery is kind of an underrated coach. But Navy always gets the best of Tulsa, it seems like. Give me Navy to, to take care of business at Indianapolis. Give me those midshipmen too. Three and two. two and this, and three is, for this me. is the most pivotal stretch for me right here. Yeah. Uh they are on a short week at SMU. Now they have kind of SMU's won the past two. But prior to that, Navy was kicking their ass in this rivalry. I'd mentioned it earlier in the episode. They scored like 75 points on at in Dallas not that long ago. Um they get at SMU followed by a home game on October 22nd, which might be a little bit cold for Dana Hogerson and the Houston Cougars, Patty. See, I know those teams are way more talented from composite rankings. However, their air raid teams, both of them. I'm going to say Navy gets one of the two. Well, let me tell you this from 2002 to 2017, Navy had won seven in a row against SMU since then losers of three of the last four. Those are the last four years that they played. Uh, that game is being played where at SMU. Yeah. That's an L to me. And guess what? Houston's the favorite or one of the favorites in the AAC this year. That's an L. So you're saying one one of those two? I, I think they'll get one of them. So you've got them at 
Uh, two and one. Houston was a little bit of fool's gold to me last year. I know they were twelve and two, and Dana Holgerson had some great years at WVU, but they didn't play anybody. You've that, got them at five and no. what? What? Let no. me see. You got them at beating Delaware. Yes. Beating Memphis. Yes. Uh, beating Tulsa. Beating Tulsa three. And then one of these. And beating one of those. So yeah. four and three. Yeah, four and three. I got them at two and four. Five. Two and f- yeah. Yeah, two and five. Um, well, here comes homecoming, Saturday, October 29th at Temple Owls. Who? Who? Who, who are gonna lose this yes, game very They're badly. gonna lose this one. Uh yep. give me that and so that right there, my over just cashed. That's five and three for you? Five and three. I got them at three and five. Uh, then things get really tough. Uh, Saturday, November fifth. Watch out, though. They gave Cincinnati a, more than they. I, uh, what if you go back and watch? Navy played Cincinnati better than most teams last 27 year. Twenty-seven to twenty. And Navy was knocking on the door, knocking on the, the door. Box score for you. Um, but uh, yeah, I got them losing at Nippert. If it's yeah. Indianapolis, I think maybe an upset's possible, but at Nippert, mm. that's a tough place to play. Then comes Saturday, November twelfth, Patty C. Yeah, where the Notre Dame Fighting Irish did they have the nerve to go play Indianapolis, Patty C? Uh, no, they didn't. I feel like that's a trend that's been going back like a hundred years now. Oh, they've never played Indianapolis. Oh, never, never. Oh, wow. Aren't they like uh, Notre Dame's second most played rival ever? What a bunch of pussies! Play a but game. You've never played you, it. Oh, you in don't their have stadium? the courage to go play to Indianapolis. Come sorry, on. Sorry, Notre Dame. I challenge you, Marcus I, I Freeman. I like Notre Dame. I, I'm a fan of Notre Dame, but that is some absolute stank pussy shit. I hate to say it, but like, get into Navy Stadium and play them. Let's yes. go. Yes. Uh, I got Notre Dame on that. You? I got Notre Dame. Yeah. So you then have them. I don't even know what your record would be, but uh, they I got him at uh, three and seven. seven at that point. Yeah. Uh, then Saturday, November nineteenth, Patty. See, they beat UCF a year ago, and this is why I think you're underselling them. If they did that last year, this team's going to be better this year. They're going to get someone you're not seeing. They are at the moon bounce on Saturday, November nineteenth. Who are you taking? Um. I think I'm taking uh, UCF again. I'm taking UCF too. So then it comes to you got a bye week and then the greatest rivalry in all the college foot, so you football. I would say this is a great at five and six right now. I got yeah. them at three and seven right now, or three and eight. And here comes the greatest, the greatest uh, rivalry in sports, man. Army, Navy. Uh, love this game last year. 17 13. Navy pulled off the upset. They, uh, Navy, believe it or not, since Munkins got that rolling at Army. Ne- uh, Army is four and two in the last six years against Niamatololo, but Navy won it last year. And thank God, too. This this uh, rivalry needed some life in it. Niamatololo was kicking their ass. Uh, Navy leads that all time series sixty two to fifty three. There's also seven ties that have happened in that game, but and what what we have right now is two very competent triple option coaches going at it. You know, back and forth. One year, one gets them. The next year, they go back and forth. What is it over the last four years? Is it two and two? Yeah, it is. We have it an is. official. This is awesome. The rivalry, the way it's supposed to be. 
This year is where's the game being played? This is gonna be at the link in oh, Philly. So neutral site as usual. Yeah, outdoors I the way it should be. Feel like Army's do again. But I will say this. I'm gonna give Navy one of those wins in those last four games, which are all very tough games. Four and eight for me. So you're on the under. I'm on the under. <laughs> Give me the over in the midshipmen. Give me the over. I can't wait for the season to start. Are they bowling? Five and seven or six and six? What do you got them? They're bowling. They're bowling. He says Niamatololo is back. They are bowling, baby. Let's go. I can't wait. This is one of the things. Let's before we get out of here. College football is being destroyed by TV executives and greed. From these institutions, well, do yourself a favor. All right, watch some Navy, some Army, some Air Force football this year. I'm telling you, if you make a point to 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 do that, help the ratings. Help not even them. If it's Ball State, if it's uh, you know, we got to get out there. We got to we got to save college football, Patty. See, well, let me ask you this: If so, it's up to us, we've got to take control. To quote Bobby Brown, we do need to take control. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. I'm not a big Bobby Brown fan, so I imagine. What you're saying is is relevant in some way. Um, which of these games are really must watch to you? Support your local college football rivalry. That's all I'm saying. Uh, my must my must Amen. watch. Uh, yeah, support your local college football rivalry. We're gonna get shirts of that going yeah. up on our store. Um, the 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 game I'm most excited. I mean, obviously ECU is on the schedule. It's a big game. Actually, Navy in the Scotty Montgomery and Ruffin McNeil era and Lincoln Riley era. Yeah, Navy whooped the East Carolina's ass. You got to go back to like Skip Holtz and uh, and and uh, Mike Houston to actually find us beating the triple option because that finesse pass offense wouldn't work. <laughs> Ain't working. Well, to me, the most watched. Obviously, if I had to rank the games, I'm most excited to see on the schedule. Well, Army, Houston, Army Navy is number one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Of course. And then number two is going to be ECU because of my personal connection. Sure. But number three to me would be. I got to be honest. I think it's at UCF because they beat UCF last year. I think they might have a little bit of a thorn going down to the yeah. bounce house this year. Um, let me ask you this UCF coming off a of back-to-back road at Memphis at Tulane with Cincinnati and at ECU before a total look ahead spot or, or, or maybe a look ahead spot to you uh, USF, but really like an exhausting spot. Navy could definitely catch. What about there. you? I want to see them whoop one of these Texas teams again, like these service academies do, whether that be at SMU or hosting uh, Houston. But really, what excites me is Notre Dame, and it's because Notre Dame is coming off uh, hosting Clemson, right? And so that could be a massive uh, win for Notre Dame or loss, um, emotionally exhausting either way. And then if if our guy, well, uh, sorry, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Nemanja No. Uh, Lavakai? What are you talking yeah, about? Lavakai, yeah, Lavakai, the quarterback. Okay. Um takes uh takes the next step and is able to put pressure on Notre Dame. Notre Dame doesn't have really a quarterback right now. You know, they haven't figured that out. And if they don't figure that out, that team without an explosive offense is susceptible to Navy. How fun is it when Navy beats Notre Dame, oh, by the way? It's great. It's a fuck it's Notre great. Dame. It's great. I'm on the over. He's on the under like the piece of shit he is, folks. Subscribe to the college football experience. We love service Academy football. We love college football. We talk college football year round. We handicap every game and always just talk it up. Uh, also remember, like I said, subscribe to the college basketball experience. We talk college basketball year round. We love the, the Navy, what Navy's doing on, on the hardwood. 
subscribe over there. Remember we're on YouTube at, at the college football experience. Subscribe there. Come on, let's do this damn thing. Uh, check out the sports gambling podcast. They're already doing NFL feud. If you're a Ravens fan, if you're a Redskins fan, if you're an Eagles fan, right? They're already doing NFL futures. They're already going They They're breaking down all 32 teams with the solo episode for every single team in the NFL. So check out that. Um, and uh, what else? I mean, the uh, uh, college baseball experience. I host the USFL gambling podcast. Shout out to that. We know Keenan Reynolds was in the XFL. Hopefully he's back in the XFL. What do you think uh, XFL? Uh, they're going to be DC D- DC defenders. Are they coming back? I don't think so. I think DC though, maybe announced, yeah, but I don't think the defenders are, I think I, that some was DC there. team though, but regardless, check out that check out the USFL gambling, pod, all of our stuff, MLB gambling podcast. Maybe you're a Baltimore Oriole fan. Maybe you're a New York Yankee fan. Check out the MLB game, our whole platform, get the SGPN app, get the discord channel. Honestly talking uh, you, maybe you're stationed around the world. Listen to this thing. Hop in the discord, talk sports with us. Uh, we have a lot of, a lot of guys that, that do that. Some in the air force stuff like that. Uh, hop on in there, t- chat it up with us. Uh, we appreciate your services. That is, that's what's so great about these service academies too. They give me the, these people are out there all the time doing it, giving it up. I'm, we're just idiots here talking. We get a lot of love. Look again, I don't want to get like political here. Military industrial complex, this, that. I don't want to fucking sit here and sweat the military for what it is, but I'll say this. Of course, we fucking appreciate what you guys are doing. Certainly. The dudes that are out there doing it, we fucking love you. And look, uh, we'd appreciate a five star review on iTunes. If you can get over to uh, to iTunes, uh, give us a five star review, say something nice about us uh, in, in that review, take a screenshot. You don't even have to say something nice. You could say five stars. They're great. Colby dance, a fucking idiot. All right. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Right. Uh, take a screenshot and uh, find me on Twitter. We're at the college football experiences on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D show me that screenshot. We'll send you a college football experience t-shirt. If you're watching on YouTube, it'll, it'll look like that right there. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, uh, Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. We are the college football experience. Subscribe, tell a friend, Check it out, folks. Check out all of our podcasts. I can't say that enough. All right. All right, folks. I can't wait for the season. I can't wait for Army Navy. This is the college football experience. Navy midshipman style. I'm on the over. Let's go, Kent Niamata Lolo. You better start thinking about yours.